Hi everyone and welcome to I Don't Care, the podcast with your host Alexia Stefano. I am coming to you guys from my bedroom as always, however this time I have a new microphone. It's got the whole like the little thing that connects to a thing so I don't even have to hold or touch the microphone. It's got one of the little nettings so it helps with the popping sounds so instead of pop pop popping it is popping so that was really exciting i bought two one for myself and then one when i have guests on the show so i'm quite excited i just need to figure out how to connect the second microphone to my computer um because this one is working easy breezy but the other one isn't so gotta figure that out but I will I'm sure so this week's episode I'm actually very excited to talk about and go into detail about which is my love some might say obsession for Ariana Grande and Lindsay Morgan so first of all who the heck's Ariana Grande well first you must be Patrick Starr living under a freaking rock if you don't know who Ariana Grande is she is one of the most talented singers in the world. Her vocals are sometimes compared to Mariah Carey's. She is an icon, fashion icon, beauty icon, musical icon, just an overall icon and queen. Um, my queen. Lindsay Morgan, she is an actress. She is best known for her character Raven Reyes in the show The Hundred on CW, and she's also in The Walker. I don't know her character's name for that. Maybe I should have looked it up, but that's who she is, and they both changed, saved, cultivated, whatever you want to say, but they created who I am today together teamwork although they don't I don't even know if uh, I don't know I'm sure Ariana Grande's not watched the hundred though if she has oh my god same I love it the hundred is actually my favorite show it is a sci-fi show um earth died and I won't share how it died but it died and so then lots of people were saved and lived up in space for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and they're questioning if Earth is now survivable. So they send a hundred, all under 18, a hundred prisoners to Earth to see if it is survivable. And they go down. Raven Reyes is not one of the hundred. But she ends up on the ground somehow and just freaking changes the show. And it is such it is such a great show. I really do recommend. It's on Netflix. The Hundred. Oh, it it's really amazing. From just perfect acting to amazing storytelling. Man, it is so great. And they have their own language called um Asgetislang. And I know a couple words, but that we're not going to get into that. Instead, we're going to talk about my I don't care of the week. 
Um, now I've been thinking about this one and I'm, I'm, I've got nothing. So I think I'll, I'll do that. My I don't care this week is just a lack of I don't cares. There were some that I had, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to save that for a pet peeves part two episode. Um, I guess I can just, uh, say I don't care about waiting. I waited a long time to get these microphones and the excitement was just taking over that I didn't like waiting. So that will be my I don't care this week is waiting. It's frustrating. Okay, I want to talk about two things with you guys before we actually get into the heart, the soul of this episode. So the first thing is... I don't know if you guys are nervous or stressed out or feeling a little anxious about this coming fall, but I am. And I think the biggest reason for it is this is the first time ever for me where I don't have a September plan. You know, there's no going back to school or college. It's just um, blankness really, and I'm stressed about finding work in terms of acting. Um, I'm stressed about being alone with Luna all the time, the free time. What am I going to do with my time? Am I going to make more podcast episodes? I mean, maybe I'll post twice a week. I don't know. Once already is a lot of work, which I love. And I've got so many fun podcast episodes and guests coming on. I don't want to spoil it, but I'm very excited. And um, I've just got some crazy hot ideas. So the podcast keeps me busy. Auditioning keeps me busy. But at the same time, it's like, ah, where is this money flow going to come from? How am I going to finance myself? I mean, I don't have things that I have to worry about financially thank goodness but I mean there comes I don't know it's kind of just like you know fall time comes and people go back to their yearly lives vacationing is over and I'm kind of like ugh, my vacation gets to continue except that the weather sucks now and I still get to do what I love thank god but I don't get to be in my office, aka outside on my porch anymore. I am doing everything full time in my bedroom now, which again is totally fine. But it's kind of just like a weird balance thing that I've got to figure out. I don't know, guys. It's going to be strange. It's going to be interesting. Um, The second thing I wanted to talk about is actually a little bit more on the serious side and more of a question or... um needing advice so if you have an answer go to the i don't care underscore the podcast instagram and comment it dm me do whatever and just let me know what you would do in this type of situation so you know in the summertime it is extremely hot in vancouver at least and um come the winter time it gets extremely cold there is no in between except kind of for May. Um, and my next door neighbors have dogs and they just leave their dogs out just all day, every single day. 
they just leave their dogs in a small section of the backyard. They split their backyard in half, and the dogs have half of the yard. It's all cemented. These poor dogs are just laying there all day, barking to go inside, crying in this heat. I'm sure they have some water. Um, I mean, I'm sure they do. I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it gets hot. I don't know. But I, I just, these poor dogs are just on, in the backyard all day, no matter the weather, just kind of living miserably. And I snuck a picture of the backyard. And as I was about to take another picture, actually, the neighbor came out and I was like pretending to do something else. And, um, was like, ah, shit, hopefully they didn't see me. I don't think they did, or else that would be awkward. But, yeah, I'm kind of just, like, feeling really bad for them, and I don't know how to help them, because uh, these poor dogs are helpless. And my family actually called um, SPCA or whatever years and years and years and years and years and years ago, over probably 12 to 15 years ago, on them, I'm not sure if it was for the same reason, might have been, but it's just no way for dogs to live. I feel so bad because I'm out with my dog playing with her, having her friends over, and then these these poor dogs outside are just crying and just really sad, and the worst part is is that they have more dogs, and those other dogs get to stay inside, and I'm like, why do some dogs get to stay inside and the other ones have to suffer outside? I don't get it. So, I don't know. Now that the weather's getting cooler, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to keep my eye out and um, check the situation and uh, report back to you guys, I guess, is what I'll do. Oh no, I need to yawn. <sighs> So Meghan Markle has a podcast called Archetypes, and she has two episodes out, one with Serena Williams, who, which I've not watched yet, and the other one, or listened to, the other one is with Mariah Carey, and I loved it. I actually was really thoroughly enjoying the podcast and the way Meghan Markle speaks. I mean, I'm going to do it. There we have Mariah Carey on my show, and we are going to talk about the word diva. She's just so slow with how she speaks. She's just so, I mean, she's a freaking princess. So yeah, she's going to be eloquent with how she speaks and stuff. But I was like, oh my God, I want to speak like that. So this episode, that is my goal, is to slow down, talk nicer. And see how that goes. Because as you guys know, this is now the 11th episode. I can just talk for ever. I could talk really fast like this and da 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 da. But I am going to try. And Megan Markle, I don't care the podcast. All right. So let's get into the main topic, the main part of this episode. As I quickly adjust my microphone here. Hold on, everybody. Hold on. Can you can you guys hear when I adjust it? Okay. 
I'm just adjusting it because I can feel like I'm angling down too much and that I don't want to do that for my throat. It kind of hurts. Okay, so let's talk about why people might associate the word obsessed with me and my love for Ariana. Look, I talk about her openly, honestly. I love her. She is definitely in my top five favorite people of all time, including family. And so, sure, I can see how maybe some people would say I'm obsessed with her. I have some pictures of her in my room amongst the pictures of me, my friends, and family. I have her name on my wall. Um, I have every perfume possible that she's made. Uh, I have so much merch and things. The only thing that I haven't caught on yet is her beauty line, REM, which I do really want to try, but it's just I'm not a makeup person. And so I feel like as much as I want to try it, I also don't want to spend the money on it because I, I, I don't know. I just, I really am not a makeup person. Maybe I'll wait for, I don't know, like the perfect blush or something because that's kind of all I use. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I do talk about her a lot. I like to throw her in. A lot of the times you might even catch me like casually singing a song of hers or whatever. And it's just out of love. But I've definitely calmed down. And I think people would agree. In middle school, I will, I'll say I was intense about it. Um, beginning of high school, intense, sure. But now I like barely talk about Ariana. It's like never happening. So... I've calmed down, everyone. Relax. Um, so sure, people might say I'm obsessed. It is what it is. Um, and you will understand why when I'm done my story. So buckle in. We've got years to catch up on. And we are going to start with a feeling of lowness, of sadness, of insecurity, of the unknown. Um, just feeling lost and confused, I think, is the biggest thing I can say is how I felt when my dad died, is I was just like, well, what now? And life changed, but it also kind of stayed the exact same. We would go to school. We would do our after-school activities. For me, it was dance. We would have dinners and breakfasts and lunches and, you know, carpool with certain people. Like, everything kind of stayed the same, but also everything was flipped upside down. So it was like a weird, a weird way of living and a weird way of dealing with feelings. And I think, too, being so young, it was even more confusing because you already don't know what life is going to be like and you're already confused about it but now you're like wait what like life can get that hard so it's yeah it was like a weird um time where I was going through all of these confused negative low feelings and it was what next like how do we get over this? What is going to happen now? It was, you know, just grieving. And um, I 
did do dance and I've done dance for years at this point and I did love it. I loved it for a long time and then I stopped loving it and I think a big part of that was because you know I was dancing not only for me but also for my mom and dad and when he passed it it was like well do I want to actually be doing this for me now and I think I didn't know I was thinking that but looking back those feelings were probably there of like okay well you know one of half of the people that I was doing this for is no longer here let me reevaluate and so I did that and I learned that dance was actually making me miserable it was making me really really extra sad I hated you know dinner time and knowing that I had to go to dance after or packing dinner because I would be having dinner at the studio in between my break from one class to another and it's like you have a full day of school and then like another full day of classes and rehearsal after school and it was a lot and I was doing so many dances I mean tap jazz lyrical modern jazz tech ballet acro like I was doing all of this at once at the same time and I loved, I loved the people that I was with, that I was surrounded by. And so as much as I did love the environment, I didn't love the activity. And it was really taking a toll on me mentally. But at the same time, I was like, well, if I stop, what do I do? If I stop dancing, like what? is my after school filled with? Nothing? Well, that could leave me more time to be with friends, I guess. But it was it was just a really weird bundle of emotions of just really, really hating, starting to hate dance. It no longer was fun. It was no longer about the movement and the art. It became competitive. We need to be the best, to beat the best. We need the gold medals. We want the platinums. We want this and that. And yeah, we won so many golds. And when we would win a silver, I would get really disappointed. And I think it was like once or twice we won a bronze. And I was like, well, what the fuck was the point of even coming here if we're going to get a bronze? And I mean, yeah, I am a competitive person at nature, but I'm not It's not worth being competitive over something you're not passionate about. And I think that's what I was starting to figure out is I'm not passionate about dance, yet it's consuming majority of my time. And I'm not getting any rewards from it anyways. And not physical rewards, because yeah, we would win awards, but I wasn't getting happiness out of it, clarity out of it. So It was just a weird question of like, where do I go? Where do I go? Come December, Christmas time, um, I get a gift. I get many gifts, actually. But one in particular from my best friend, Cassie. And she 
can't remember how she told me. Maybe through Snapchat or maybe she phoned me. But she said, hey, guess what? I got four tickets to go see Ariana Grande. You're coming. And I tell you, I screamed. I ran and I screamed around my house and I woke my mom up. And she's like, what? And I'm like, we're going to the Ariana Grande concert. We're going to the Ariana Grande concert. My mom's like, okay. And I was so excited because at this time, I knew Ariana from Sam and Cat, from Victorious, um, from just like Nickelodeon. And I knew at the time, actually, Problem just came out. And that was the biggest song of the year, I feel. And if you need a quick reminder, this is Problem. Come on, you know this, you know it. I got nine million problems, but you want one like what? Anyways, and the the music video for it would come on as one of the commercials for Nickelodeon, literally in between watching Victorious. And uh, so I was really excited about it. But a part of me was also wanting to give my ticket away. What I mean, my brother really liked Ariana Grande. He's like, she's so beautiful. I really like her. And I, I totally would have given up my ticket for him to go see Ariana instead if he wanted. I think he probably said no, or I kept my ticket, or I don't know, but I went. And, um, yeah, so honestly, like, the best gift I have ever been given for Christmas is that because it was so life-changing it wasn't even just the experience of going to see Ariana for her yours truly tour or sorry the honeymoon avenue tour for the yours truly album but it was it was way more than that but we'll get into that in a bit instead what we're going to talk about right now is going back to dance so I get the tickets and the concerts in April. So we have a couple months. Also in April, the weekend after the Ariana Grande concert, is a really, really big ballet performance in front of, I don't know who the heck she was, but some sort of ballet goddess or something, where it was just a bunch of us ballet dancers in like a monumental building of Vancouver or something. We were in Burnaby at Deer Lake and they have like a house thing, lodge thing. And it was held in there. And everyone from a bunch of different studios came together to dance for this woman who was just like sitting in a chair watching us do ballet. And I, I don't even know what it was, training, um, a competition. I, I literally don't even know what this was. But the night of the Ariana Grande concert was our last rehearsal before that thing with that woman. We'll call it just like, um, we'll just call it a competition for the sake of saying something. So yeah, we had one last rehearsal before the competition. And I couldn't make it. So I tell my dance teachers the week before 
because I believe I had ballet every Tuesday and Thursday. So I either told them the Thursday before or the Tuesday before. And um, I said, hey, I won't be able to make the last rehearsal because I am going to the Ariana Grande concert on Thursday. And um, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, that was not okay. It really wasn't okay, and I thought that they would make me not go to the concert. I thought they were so mad. They're like, you have one rehearsal left. You're not where you should be. You should be here in class because you still have so much training to do. This is a really big deal. This is cha- This could be changing for your dancing career. And I'm like, I just want to go to the Ariana Grande concert. And they were just really mad about it. And so I was kind of like, whoa what do I do? Obviously, I went to the concert, no questions asked, but it was, it was definitely intimidating to have, like, your coaches, your teachers be like, you're not ready, you need the Thursday's class before the competition, and guess what? I nailed the competition. In fact, I did the best in the competition that the woman that we were dancing for called our dance studio to compliment me. So you know what? I got the best of both worlds. So next time people want to tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you that I can do both and I can do both at an amazing rate. So anyways, just throwing that in there that they made me so stressed and then I nailed it anyways. Ha! Okay. So my, um... My initial thoughts kind of going into the concert was this is my second concert at Rogers Arena. The first one was One Direction. Yes, I did get to see One Direction, all of them, when it was all of them, um, which I loved, although I was kind of disappointed. Sorry, guys, by the way, if you hear my stomach rumbling and screaming, it is because I'm hungry, um, but I can eat after. So. Yeah, I went to the One Direction concert and I was upset because Zane, who is my favorite, who I had a crush on, looked like he didn't want to be there. And I was really sad because I was like, bro, I came for you and you're like sitting when everyone else is standing and dancing. But I guess I've seen Harry Styles in concert, so her. But yeah, my initial thoughts going into the Ariana concert was kind of just like, oh, this is going to be a fun night, full of good music. She's so talented. I learned lots of her music, so I wouldn't be in there. Just kind of like, da-da-da-da-da. But um, yeah, I was just excited to have a good night with my best friend and our moms. We were getting merch. We're really excited had a lot of emotions, but I wasn't expecting it to literally transform the next rest of my life. And, ooh, I guess spoiler alert. Anyways, yeah, I, I was just really excited about it. And, um, yeah, I don't know. So we get there, we get some merch, we take our seats, um... I can't remember who opened for Ariana. They had one really, really popular song. The rest, I think, they didn't... They were kind of like, you know, one-hit wonders, I guess, but good. 
but we had this one freaking speaker, a huge speaker that hangs from the ceiling in our blocking our view. And so every single video that I have of that concert, which by the way, my computer deleted, um, had this huge speaker just blocking the view. So we could see the stage good, but we couldn't see like the screens. And a lot of the time they film the artist, so you can sometimes watch it from the screen if they get too small on stage. So I was really pissed off and bummed about that. Because I was like, oh my god, every single video has this stupid speaker there. Ah, I just want to see Ariana's beautiful face without this thing in the way. So the concert was really good. She had this one song and this one performance um, called Popular Song. Oh, no, 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 it wasn't. It was um, Pink Champagne. And she just was so beautiful. The performance, her voice, the song, it's like, uh, make a pop like pink champagne and the purple rain. We're going to paint, paint, paint the city. We're going to show off all that pretty, pretty like pink. Anyway, so that's how it goes, but obviously she did it better. And um, it was like, holy shit, I love this song, but I didn't know the name of it. And it took me weeks to find it. Because I listened to the album, but nothing really kind of hit the same. And then I realized it was Pink Champagne. Um, and then she sang Honeymoon Avenue. And I'm going to play a little bit of that because I don't want to butcher it. We That's Honeymoon Avenue. And she sang this sitting on the piano in just the most sparkly dress ever. It was just her, her pianist, and a spotlight, and the rest was just black. And it was just freaking beautiful. It was such a good performance. I loved it. And I think the concert was in 2013, no, 2014, 2015? Anyways, it was like in the early mid, anyways, it was like, it was a long time ago. And, um, and I still remember some of these like particular moments because it's just so beautiful and transformative. And somehow with her performance, with her musicality, her voice, her funness, I don't, I don't know, but somehow I left that concert with more clarity than I have had ever in my life. At that point, when the concert was done, and we were on the freeway driving home, I knew that performing, that arts was my passion. Performing not as dance acting. You know, I thought I could be a singer at that time too, but I mean, you guys heard me sing a little earlier and I think acting is the better path for me. But yeah, she just through that concert was like, Alexia, you are an actor. That is the job that you have been put on this earth to do. And I'm like, whoa. 
yes, Ariana, you're totally right. That is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And just like I can't even I can't even explain going into that concert thinking I'm just gonna have a good fun time and leaving that concert with a changed view on my world and my life and how it's gonna unfold. And so um knowing now what I knew, I felt good with quitting acting oh sorry with quitting dance I was like yeah this isn't for me there are other things that I can do that are creative that are part of being art like expressing art and performing that is not this it's acting and so I quit dance and actually i didn't tell anyone that I was quitting the entire year because I just didn't want um I didn't want to I didn't want to like say goodbyes before they were necessary I guess or count down the days until I wouldn't see everyone anymore and so I knew I was quitting kind of early on um well I knew I wanted to quit before the concert but it was the concert that was like you mean to. And so um, when I do, uh, so actually the dance studio was closing down and it was combining with another dance studio because the owner now had a family and she wanted to focus on that. And so one by one on one of the last days of classes before summer, um, she's calling us up one at a time to talk to her privately about transferring to the new studio. So she goes through everyone and I wait last and then she calls me and I sit with her and she's like, so I noticed you didn't register for the new dance studio. And I was like, no, um, I actually don't want to dance anymore it's not fulfilling for me. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Honestly, like I could tell people could tell that my head wasn't in it anymore. Um, but I don't quit. So I didn't quit until season was over. And I wouldn't even say I quit. I moved on. I flipped the chapter was done, you know, and I went to a new one. And so she's like, well, what are you going to do now? And I told her, well, I want to go into acting. And her name's Paula. And, um, you know, she was extremely important to me, someone who I looked up to for, I mean, since my dancing career started at such a young age. And I saw her pretty much every day that I was at dance. And she was tough. She was a tough coach, which was good and what I liked. And so whatever she was going to say next about me being an actor was going to be important and something that I held on to for the rest of my life. And it was. And she said something along the lines of, um, I've always seen you as an actor. You're going to make it. You're going to kill it. I can totally see you doing that. Whatever. And it was something along those lines, completely supportive. 
and just it made me really happy. I was really scared that she was going to get mad at me for not continuing dancing and transferring to the new studio. I was like, oh my god, she's going to rip my head off for this. And she was, she didn't. She was like, yeah, that makes sense. And that was such a breath of fresh air. Really. Ooh. Thank you, Paula, because you were the first person, really, to know, I guess, that I was going to go into acting and you were supportive. And um, that's not something that I get very often anymore. Um, and so to get it at such a young age from someone who was so important to me was really amazing. Plus, I always wanted her body. I was like, oh my god, she's got such a nice body. It's true, she did. She had a freaking Shakira butt. So look at that. Anyways, a big thank you to Paula. But now we're going to go back to Ariana. And the concert's done. There is just weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months, really, and years, really, of me just watching every single Ariana Grande video on YouTube, every interview, every anything, just watching all the episodes over and over again of Victorious and Sam and Cat and really dissecting who she is and learning who she is, and, and following her on all social medias, and just keeping up to date and learning about her, and some might say that that's where the obsession started, but for me, it was just like, you changed my life. Thank you. Let me just love you. And so, um, you know, listening to her interviews taught me, I think, the biggest life lesson which is to love all, to support everyone, to love people no matter their sexuality, their race, their gender, their pronouns, who they identify as, is to just fucking love everyone. And I am the way I am today so accepting because of Ariana, because she taught me to love everyone for who they choose to be. I, I give 100% thanks to my open-mindedness, to my um, honesty of the situations of, you know, lots of people aren't accepting of LGBTQ2S plus women, people of color, and because of Ariana. I am not one of those people, though I was. It, it did take me a while to, like, rearrange my mind and learn that, hey, if you're gay, you're fucking awesome. Because growing up Catholic, that's not okay. Which, again, is another reason why I left. But we're not going to get back into that topic because my mom got mad at me <laughs> for talking about that. Um, so... Anyways, yeah, it's just, um, she taught me a lot about my passion, but also how to be a good person. And, um, she kind of was my second parent, which is so weird to say, but like, you know, losing my dad, but then gaining Ariana, where she was teaching me how to be a good person on top of what my mom was already teaching me. It just really, really made me the person that I am today. And, um, yeah, I, I would watch every single interview. I would know her music, like, the back of my frickin' hand. Um, which, honestly, I know her music better than I know the back of my hand. 
that says a lot. Um, but it would, it would just heal. It would calm me. It would relax me. It would heal my anxieties that I had. It would calm my mind, kind of just put everything to rest. And so I needed Ariana. And for years and years and still to this day, her music does that. It relaxes me. It puts me in a positive mindset. And yeah, that catches us up on Ariana to today. Let's get into Lindsay Morgan. Because Lindsay Morgan's story with me is so raw and fresh. I just want to give her a big freaking hug. Lindsay Morgan, come on my podcast. Let me give you a hug. I actually reached out to her representatives and they're like, right now it's a no. She can't come on your podcast, but reach out when she releases some new work. So when she does, I'm going to shoot my shot again and hopefully get Lindsay Morgan on. But before we even get into her, I am reading a book called, um, oh shoot, what's it called? Um, it's called, what's it called? Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Again, I'm in a book club with Louisa de Oliveira, who also was in The Hundred. Her character was a Maury. Um, and the book, club, the book club is called Feed Your Mind. Ooh, my stomach is just going crazy, guys. I want you guys to hear it, but I kind of don't. Um, and so the book that we're reading this month is actually a book that Lindsay Morgan recommended to Louisa and so I'm reading it and learning from the author but I'm also reading it and thinking about Lindsay while I read it and it just makes me love it even more I mean I'm two chapters in so I don't love the book yet but I'm really interested in it it's all about change vulnerability getting raw and real with your feelings and emotions and that is such a huge part of the acting so I, I'm really interested and excited to learn something from the book. But let's get into grade 11. A lot of the reason why both Ariana and Lindsay have helped me is because they were there in moments of fear of not knowing what the fuck is going to happen next. Grade 11. Grade 11 slash grade 12. I'm trying to figure out what my after high school life will be like, aka your forever life. And I'm, in my heart, I know it's acting, but in my brain, it's skincare. And so, you know, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm having conversations with people. Um, you know, they're like, do something stable. Do what's going to make you happy. But also at the same time, be realistic and da 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 da. And so, grade 11 and grade 12 is a huge just stress bomb on everyone because it's what am I going to do next? What is going to be the rest of my life? What is it that's going to make me happy and passionate? And the truth is, we are so young at that point that it's how do we make this lifelong decision? And the reality is most people don't. I was fortunate enough to figure it out. But at the same time, you're not 
confined and constrained to this one career path that you choose right now. It's not, you know, divergent where you get selected and you can't change. You have the choice to change, which is important. So, yeah, I was really feeling just lost and confused about that point in my life of, okay, I'm graduating soon. What does this mean for me? And um, I went the safe route. I was enrolled for medical aesthetics, skincare. And that's what I was going to do. Christina, who has been on this episode, I went to her for everything. Christina, where did you go to school for medical aesthetics? And that's where I enrolled. I enrolled in the school she went to. And I was going to do phlebotomy. I was going to go to BCIT for phlebotomy, which is uh, the people who draw your blood. And so I, I was ready and I was in. And I felt so happy and confident at first in my decision. And looking back, I do still, I mean, I would love to be a medical aesthetic. It is something I am really passionate about, but not overacting. Mm-mm, because that would mean I'm giving up my creativity. And that is just something I could never, ever do. And um, my dog is licking her lips. It is nearing dinner time for her, but let's keep going. And so, yeah, so I decide medical aesthetics. And um, I don't know. It, it felt right at first, like I said. And I was, um, I was seeing my future as a medical aesthetic and phlebotomist. And I was picturing myself giving people facials, doing microneedling, and, and um, vampire facials, the PRP. I was visualizing it all. But I would never tell people. I never, still to this day, I've never told my family that I was going to become a medical esthetician until I wasn't anymore. And still to this day, I never told my family I was going to school for acting. Um, other people spilled the beans, but not me. My plan was to not tell family because there's a certain level of we build the walls to protect ourselves, and that was that for me. Um, so yeah, um, I'm enrolled. Let's say I'm enrolled in medical aesthetics, and let's jump over to TV now. So I'm enrolled in school, and during this time, I'm watching Vampire Diaries. Now, if you haven't watched Vampire Diaries, I recommend you do. It's on Amazon Prime. And oh my god, it is such a fucking good show. To the point that when it ended... Now, before I actually say what I'm about to say, I... I'm someone who gets very invested in characters. These characters that I watch on, on TV become my friends. And I know that sounds sad, but it's not. It's, it's um, my sleep life. I tend to dream about the characters that I'm currently watching on TV. And, and so I kind of build connections with them through my dreams, through my unconscious life. That when I wake up and when I watch TV, they're just so connected to me. And I'm like, oh my god, I love these people. And so how long, I think Vampire Diaries was like eight seasons long. I could be wrong. But it was long. 
And when it ended, I was devastated. I was just so truly beyond devastated. Um, I was really sad. And I didn't know where to go. I was like, oh my god, what do I watch next? Like, I need to watch something that is going to not make me sad about Vampire Diaries. And I'm scrolling through Netflix. I'm like, oh my god, there's nothing. I need something. And The Hundred shows up. And I'm like, hmm, this sounds interesting. The preview looks cool. Let's give it two episodes, at least, to see. So I turn it on. We get introduced right away to Clark Griffin. And she's drawing Earth on the floor. Or at least what she's heard about Earth on the floor. And, um, gosh, I can feel like tears coming up just thinking about the show. I love it so much. And I love the character so much. I've watched it so many times. Um, yeah, so... I'm watching this first episode, and I'm enticed. I'm really intrigued, and it ends. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? It's not Vampire Diaries, but let's give it a, let's give it episode number two. Episode number two gets intense. I can't remember if episode number two is what happens with Jasper. If that's number three. But I know it starts to get more intense. We are learning that they might not be alone. <gasps> okay, well, I guess that means nothing to you guys because you don't know the show. But, um, you know, things get intense when people think they're alone and find out that they're not. So, or that they might not be. So anyways, the show's just getting good and, and better and better and better. And next thing you know, I'm seven seasons in. And I am completely invested in every single character. I know everything about each character. I love each character and I hate some characters. And I just feel like I am in their world. And I think the seven seasons took me less than two months to watch. I was in. I was hooked. It's all I could watch. My mom hated it. My mom's like, oh, there's so much killing and violence and blood. And I'm like, yeah, blood freaking Raina. Come on, Octavia, blood Raina, season five. Oh, yeah, there's going to be blood. Come on. Oh, my God, I love, I love blood Raina. She could be my favorite Octavia. She's not, though. I think season... Six is my favorite because she's just so lost and she's really coming into who she is. And then season seven, she finds who she is, who she's meant to be the whole time. I love the show. I can talk passionately about each character. <gasps> Murphy. John Murphy is the cockroach. And I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna get into every character because if you guys don't know the show, you don't like the show. Then I mean, first of all, crazy, go check it out. Um, but also, if you don't know who everyone is, I'm not gonna come out here and spoil things or talk about things that people don't know. But I found the hundred, and that was really important. And um, 
as I do when I find something that I love or someone that I love, I watch every single interview about it. And because I just want to know. I want to know who you are as your characters, who you are as your own personal self. I want to know what it took to film certain scenes, the background. I want to know things that happened on set. I want to know what you're doing in your personal life. Like, I want to know things about you, the character, and you, the human. Like, the actual actor. And so, I watched every single interview. When I finished season 7, episode 16 of The 100, I was devastated. It was one of those things where a lot of people don't like the ending. I actually love the ending. It was like a bow on a present that you just wanted to hug. It was perfect for me. And I mean, yes, there were certain people that we we as fans wanted to be there. I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, some people I wished weren't there but I do I do wish that there were some people who could have been on the beach that's how I'll say it without spoiling anything but I'm happy we still had the people we had on the beach making the choice that they made it was beautiful even after every single thing that happened they still chose to be on the beach Now, if you don't know what that means, it sounds like nothing, but if you do know what it means, it's powerful. And, um, yeah, when I finished, I was devastated. I was like, well, what do I do with my life now without these characters in it? How do I move on? What do I do? I finished watching the show in May of 2021. And um, I had to just start it from from season one, episode one again, immediately. Like the next day, immediately. Because I was just so alone, I think is the best way. I felt really lonely without those characters. It was in my point in high school where I was about to graduate the next month. I wasn't having a grad with friends I thought I was gonna have um it was just a low it was that low point that I explained in my high school episode and um a huge reason was because I finished the show and because it was done it wasn't just done season seven okay there's a season eight no it was done season seven was the last season and um I don't know how else to describe how I was feeling other than just pure loneliness, sadness, and and just a pure state of, I don't like using this word, but I'm going to say it because it feels the best suited for how I felt, but just a pure state of depression. Not, and a huge part goes to the show. And I know to some people, you guys are like, how can a show make you feel so sad? But it's because it can make me feel so happy as well. And it can make me feel so mad. And it can make me feel so scared and and whatever. Because 
that's what TV does for me. That's what good TV does for me, is it makes me feel these emotions. And I know that there's people out there who can relate. And I know that there's people out there who can watch a show and not get emotionally attached to characters either. And I just, I, that I don't get. Because I'm so opposite. So, yeah. I was at a point as well where I was also just something didn't feel right. I was sad about the show. I was sad about, you know, not having a grad. But something else was there. And I couldn't figure out where or what this something else was. I was so sad and I couldn't figure out exactly why. And um, this one night I'm closing the blinds and I'm about to head to bed and I hear my brother talking, um, I guess to his friends playing video games and I stop to eavesdrop. And he's saying, he's talking about me. That's why I eavesdrop. It's because he was talking about me. And he was telling his friends how I will never work a day of my life doing a job I don't want to do. That I only want to do what I'm passionate about. And Well, he's saying it, she. She doesn't want to work a day of her life doing a job that she's not passionate about. Um, she only wants to do stuff that will make her happy. She doesn't care about money if it means that she can do what makes her happy. And I sat with that. I was sitting on the couch, eavesdropping, and I was just at that sad state in mind, and I'm like, whoa, I'm being a hypocrite. He is saying the words that I have said so many times to so many people, and yet I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing what's truly my passion. And so that was my first whoa moment. That was the first thing that like kind of made me realize that maybe medical estheticians, being a medical esthetician won't make me as happy as I thought it would. And um, when I heard that, I think it clicked. Um, it clicked what I was most passionate about. But at the same time, now that I'm kind of aware that acting is more important, I was like, I'm here. I'm going to do medical aesthetics. I'm enrolled. I, it's what I'm doing. It is safe. It will be stable. I know a medical aesthetic, so, you know, that she can help me out. And so it brought me calm that I kind of knew now why I was sad, but it didn't even matter because I was going to be a medical esthetician. I was going to go to school for medical aesthetics, period. End of, end of discussion. But like I mentioned earlier, I was watching interviews of The Hundred. And 
once I finished all the cast interviews, I went to individual interviews. And there was this one interview called Cultivating Your Work Effort with Lindsay Morgan, Raven from The Hundred, posted three years ago. I watched it two years ago. And, well, no, I watched it last year. Whoa, it's just 2022. It feels like so long. But I watched it in 2021. And um, it's safe to say that that, I think it's 21 minutes, that those 21 minutes re-changed my life. Ariana changed my life the first time. Lindsay Morgan changed my life for the second time. My mind shifted. I had a complete 180 in how I thought. I, I can't even explain how certain things in your life can just do that. Flip a switch. Make everything make sense. And that's what Lindsay did. She made things make sense to me. And um, she said, and I'm going to insert exactly what she said here, which is about plans. So take a listen to her exact words that literally changed my life. I was interviewing for another nanny job and the family uh, were lawyers and they were like, oh, do you have any paralegal uh Experience. experience and I was like no and they're like can you do the secretarial work and I'm like yeah and like do you want to work here at the firm no way and I literally literally was just like oh okay sure <laughs> so I was like cool I got a job and I remember I'd gone home I was like babe I got this cool lawyer job <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me like I was absolutely insane and was like quit right now and I was mm. like, I can't quit. I just gone. <laughs> I've had it for five seconds. I've had it for five seconds. <laughs> and he was like, you are, this isn't your, again, he's like, this isn't your plan A. Mm. You're wasting your time and distracting yourself um, from plan A. You don't need this job financially. You're not destitute financially. He's like, you should be grateful for that and put all your passion and all your, um, Energy. Energy into plan A. And it was actually John Rosenfeld also helped me. I remember I was in class starting out and I was having money troubles and I expressed to John, I was like, I need to stop class because class was expensive. expensive. Um, And I couldn't afford it. And John literally told me, (laughs) I will like repeat, um, told me to go into debt. Wow. He said, go into debt, Lindsay. You need it. Um, He's like, you will book a job and it will all make sense. And he actually put me on scholarship for that month of, I remember it was October, for that month of October. And I kept going to class and I kept working and probably by January is when I booked uh, my soap opera. And that's it. That one sentence that she said that someone else told her, that she then believed and told me, changed my life. Plan A was acting. Plan B was medical aesthetics. I was focusing all my time on medical aesthetics when I should have been focusing on acting. But luckily, it didn't matter. I hadn't done anything yet. I was still in high school. I can do the switch. I can make this happen. 
or can I? So I finished watching that interview about Lindsay Morgan's work ethic, and she said the whole interview was mind-blowing and changing my life. I mean, truly everything about it. And um, immediately after I watched that interview, I googled acting schools in Vancouver, and I emailed a few. And there was actually a seminar. Um, I got an email earlier during the day about a seminar and for acting, for Vancouver Acting School. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. What the heck? But after I watched Lindsay Morgan's interview, I checked when that seminar is. And it was like now. It was like in 15 minutes after that interview. And I went and I watched it and I was there and I asked questions and I made a meeting and I, I started to visualize my life as an actor, which I had done before, but not seriously. And so I reached out to the schools and after I was actually going on a walk with my best friend and I was telling her. And it was so abrupt. And everybody that I spoke to with her and um, with people at school were all like, well, you can always do acting. It'll always be there. You can still go to school for your medical aesthetics, get what you need for that, and still do acting. And I wasn't happy when they said that. It didn't feel right when people said that. Which only, of course, gave me more clarity. Um, but, yeah, after the interview, I, I just, it all made sense. Okay, I, I don't even know how one person can say one thing and literally change the way someone else thinks and changes their life. But that is what Lindsay did to me. Ariana showed me my passion, and Lindsay Morgan reminded me of my passion when I forgot about it. That is what they did for me. After I watched the interview, reached out to some schools, the next day I got a phone call back from two of them, the only two I reached out to, and I had questions upon questions prepared. And one school, the one I went to, called Story Institute, which I really do recommend. The education is really good there. You get six months um, six months for a really good price, and you get everything you need in those six months, whereas most schools are two years. And you really don't need to go to school for acting for two years. Six months, trust me, is more than enough. Um, and I've got so much information. I mean, I went in there not even knowing what a demo reel was, and I left with a demo reel for, actually. Um, and so I got into Story Institute after auditioning. And I'm not going to say, like, there's so many details that I'm missing out on because I do want to do um, an actual episode on my acting career, and that starts with my transition from medical aesthetics to 
going into acting and how I told my mom and all of that because it, it's a crazy story. So I'm, I'm leaving those out on purpose. But I got in. And I went. And I showed up. And it's safe to say I was one of the best in the class because I was so passionate. Because of Ariana Grande showing me my passion and Lindsay reminding me of it. They saved my life, truly. From a, a state of really bad sadness to potentially ruining my life by not doing what I love. They saved it. And I am so thankful for them. And I want to end off on a lighter note because I feel like this whole story was as beautiful as, as it is for me. It can be a little heavy from time to time because they both helped me through dark times of my life. So instead, right now, we're going to play two games. Um, finish the song lyric, which of course associates to Ariana Grande. And then finish the Raven quote, which would be a Lindsay Morgan thing from The Show The Hundred. Let's start with finishing the song. Let me get my phone and pull up the YouTube video. And we are going to finish the song. Are we ready? Song number one. I've got to finish the lyric. This is from a YouTube video, Viral Brownie. Song number one. I have 10 seconds to finish the song lyric. Number one, save your tears. Oh, God. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. She goes, ah. Does that count? Ah. Guys, I don't fucking know. Down, 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 and banana now. Save your tears. I don't know. Oh, please. Met you once after Pisces Moon. I wouldn't have known that. Okay, bang, bang. I should know this. Let me wait. Wait for me to let me take you back. Wait for me to tell you ah. Say I know you like to hear me rap, but let me tell you what's the matter. Hold your hand to school, but I'ma show you how to graduate. I got that wrong. Okay, thank you. Next. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so fucking grateful for my ex. Thank you. Next. Lissy, am I right? Am I right? Thank you. Next. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so fucking grateful. Okay. But in my defense, like, I was pretty much right. But in my defense, each end of the chorus is different. So how would I have known which chorus they were going to put in? So I was right. Ooh, side to side. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Hey, I should give you up. Can't hear them, no, 
God is a woman. Okay, ready? You love it how I touch you, my one. When all is said and done, you believe God is a woman. Okay, am I right? Let's check it out. Okay, that was pretty much it. Okay, seven rings. Guys, this is so fast, I'm so lost. They say which one, I say no, I want all of them. Happiness is the same price as red bottoms. Okay, that's gotta be right, right? As red bottoms. Yeah, I was right. Hey, okay, seven positions. Cooking in the kitchen, and I'm in the bedroom. Do I need permission when we're jumping through hoops? Is that right? Let's see. So I was kind of right, but I didn't get it all. Okay, 34, 35, let's see. Oh, Fucking me till daylight. 30 for 35. I'm gonna be up all night fucking you till. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm failing. Oh! Oh, I was right! Luna, I was right! Guys, I was right. Oh my god, yay. Rain on me with Lady Gaga. Rain on me. Rain, rain, rain on me. Rain. It's either rain on me, rain, rain, or rain on me. Or neither. Let's see. <laughs> hey, I was right. It was a slow rain on me. It was a slow rain on me. Yay. Okay, stuck with you. Oh no, I don't know this one good. So go away and tell me the word. Oh, I fucking don't know this one. Guys, I'm sorry. So go ahead, drive me insane. Oh! That one's done, but that was so fun. I want to do it again. Okay, we're going to do another video. This YouTube channel is called Butera Moonlight, and it's called Finish the Ariana Grande Lyric Challenge. Let's see. Fake smiles, number one. Oh, no. Oh, did I skip? I think I skipped that one. I skipped that one, but that's fine. We'll go into round two. Oh no! Something something, let's go fuck on the roof just to say that we did it. Something proposition for you. Ah! Does that count? I think that counts. I was close. I was close. Okay, round three. Oh, rain on me again. 
Okay, let's give it a try. See if it's a different part. Nothing keeping it. Keep it bottled, yeah. So we don't lose our mind, baby. I can feel it. Oh. I was right. I got that one. Round four. Ooh. Takes me and you to make us. One of these days I had a knife, I'd be dead. It's another. If you drive my skin with something, one of these days you had a knife, I'd be dead. Right? It's enough, not a knife? Whoa. Whoa, I always thought if you had a knife, I'd be dead, not if you had enough, I'll be there. That blew my mind, I have to say. Okay, round five, guys. This one again. It's a different part, though. Oh, fuck. Guys, I'm doing horrible. I, I promise I'm a good fan, and I know all of her songs, but this is just not, this isn't it. You ain't got a one track, my yeah. Have it anyway, you like yeah. So I can tell that you know we know how I want it. See, I know it. I wasn't even looking at the lyrics, I knew it. Ah, round six. Ooh. I got so much time with you in this I know all the competition that's after you. So I got to thinking, is this too good to be true? I know all the competition that's after you. So I get to thinking, is this too good to be true? Ah! I got that one. Nailed it on the head. See, I'm a good fan. Okay, round seven. Let's see. Yeah, there's no way. Sorry, NASA. I know you're in the universe and N A S A. I'm right. Yep, I failed that one. I know. Round eight. Let's go. When he comes, just when he comes, he comes just now and then. Every time when I'm sleep, he comes now and then when I'm sleeping in bed. You know I had the story, right, Luna? I had the story. Okay, round nine. Uh, I'm not proving myself as a fan. Your train, come stay with me. We'll have drinks and talk about things and any excuse to stay awake when you are with her. See, I got it. You'll see. One of these times, you miss your train. Come stay 
that one on the head to the T as well. Round 10, let's go. Oh. Well, you told me twice. Get out my mind. I don't need you. I don't know now cause some things are bad left unsaid. And I swore the last I mean, I got the last three words right. Does that count for something? Well, that proves that I am not. I mean, I know. Okay, that doesn't prove anything, actually. Because I know every Ariana song. I truly do. But that's just a stressful environment. So, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, we're going to get into the next game. But before we do, I want you guys to also let me know if the sound sounds better. Because I'm using a different microphone, as I mentioned earlier in the video. But I do want you guys to let me know if it's been sounding good, crisp, or just like the other ones. Um, because this was way more expensive. But also, I got it for cheap for the worth. Um, okay, let's get into Finish the Raven Quote with Raven Reyes, a.k.a. Lindsay Morgan. <gasps> Luna. Luna, oh no, I played the game, but I wasn't recording. Well, guys, I just played five rounds of the game, guessing Raven's lines. And I realized I wasn't recording, but we have one left that I've not done. And maybe I can try and find my own here. So, number six, aka number one for you guys. You are the most. Now, I feel like she's going to be talking to Murphy, John Murphy here. So I feel like it might be like, you are the most, you are the most exhausting person to be around. You are the most, I, I, I mean, she wouldn't say that. She wouldn't say that. You are the most exhausting person to be around. I'm going to go with it, but I, I don't think that's right. Oh, no. You are the most beautiful broom in a broom closet of brooms. I do not remember her ever saying that. You are the most beautiful broom in a broom closet of brooms. What are you looking at? <laughs> I love Luna. She's so funny. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just going to do the ones Cassie sent over and I'm going to try and re-guess it. My memory is pretty bad, but just know that I did kind of just do this. It's kind of a little cheating. Um, and I feel really pissed off that I wasn't recording. But we're here now. So number one. We all have battle scars, Finn. Now see, I know I said I just did this. And I kind of remember. But also I don't at all remember. We all have battle scars, Finn. It was something like... Um, 
Oh shit, we all have battle scores, Finn. But suck it up. It was something like, we all have battle scars, Finn, but suck it up and make a brace for yours. Suck it up and build a brace for yours. A, I kind of remembered what I read five minutes ago. We all have battle scars, Finn. Suck it up and build a brace for yours. Look at me being so talented. Number two, nothing like a little pain to, oh my god, I don't remember this one at all. Nothing like a little pain to, oh my god. Nothing like a little pain to rebuild, oh my god, I can't remember. Nothing, Luna, what was it? Nothing like a little pain Oh no, I can't remember. I literally can't remember. I'm looking at the answer. Nothing like a little pain to remind you you're alive. That's right. It's nothing like a little pain to remind you you're alive. Okay, number three. Everywhere you go, death follows you. You... Oh. Everywhere you go, death follows you. You... Oh no. Everywhere you go... Death follows you. Oh man. Oh my god, guys. See, I, I, I know I just did this, but I suck. I don't remember. Everywhere you go, death follows you. You are evil. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yeah. Yep, that. Um, everywhere you go, death follows you. You always want to save everyone. You don't realize it's your... You don't realize... Sorry. Whoa. Everywhere you go, death follows you. You always want to save everyone. What you don't realize is you're the one that needs saving from. Everywhere you go, death follows. You always want to save everyone. What you don't realize is you're the one we need saving from. Okay, number four. I'm not mad at you for saving my life. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you because you made yours. It was something like, I'm mad at you because you made me care about yours. It was something like that. Let me look. I'm mad at you for making me care about yours. Hey, technically, I got that. I'm not mad at you for saving my life. I'm mad at you for making me care about yours. Number five. Maybe if you weren't so busy being chancellor and doctor, you would have enough time to be good at both. No, no, no. If you, if you, maybe if you weren't so busy being chancellor and doctor, you might actually be good. Oh no. You wouldn't suck at both? I think it's that. You wouldn't suck at both. Mm, to avoid your own pain, you'd realize you suck at both. Ugh. Maybe if you weren't so busy being chancellor and doctor to avoid your own pain, you'd realize you suck at both jobs. Ugh. So that's that, guys. That's the game, and this is the episode. So now you know why both Ariana Grande 
and Lindsay Morgan are two of the most meaningful and important people to me and my career and personality really is because they they showed me the yellow brick road in small short words in one sentence or less that's what they did for me and um I appreciate them and one day I really am hoping to get Lindsay on here and one day I would love to watch um oh no what's it called Oh, Harry Potter with Ariana Grande. So manifest that for me, and I will see you guys next week with a very fun episode. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's going to be a competition, so stay tuned for that. And that's a wrap. Have a good day, everyone. See you.